going on, guys? It is the Osmo Fan Up Strategy Show. If you guys are not aware, it's the Super Bowl this weekend, Sunday to be more exact. And we've got Ryan here. We're going to be breaking down the Fan Up contest that they're running for the Super Bowl. Also, if you guys have not done so yet, download the Fan Up app. Use the promo code Osmo when you sign up. You don't have to put a dollar down. Don't have to put anything down. You just sign up using that promo code Osmo. Get $25 for free in your account, which is uh, good for 2,000 bonus points. So you guys should be checking that out. And uh, we're going to be going through this contest now and just running through some of the best plays to take for the Super Bowl single game contest. There's no salary cap at all at FanUp. One thing that does differentiate itself, there's something called the flex position where you get 1.5x the fantasy points for the player we're going to put in there, which is either going to be a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end. So we're walking through some of the best strategies here. Ryan, how do you approach this fan up contest with it being just one game and no salary cap? One game, no salary cap. You got to get a little too cute, I think. You got to force yourself to be too cute. People are just going to jam in Cooper Cup at the flex. And I think you, if you want to win it, I think you want to force yourself to get a little uncomfortable and make tough decisions. Yeah, I think that's a good way, but let's get too cute. We're going to call that a Jordan Klein, getting too cute. A little Jordan Klein and... Let's start at the quarterback position where we've got two to choose from. Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. We don't have them projected that much differently over at Osmo.com. So when you look at the quarterbacks, how do you differentiate between the two? Is it something where you're building multiple lineups and you're kind of trying to make some lineups with Burrow, some with Stafford, where maybe you're trying to make the rest of your lineup correlate with them? Or is it, or do you have like a real lean here? Yeah, this is kind of a toss up. None of, none of these guys, uh, truly present a rushing upside on the ground. They're your old fashioned, traditional uh, standard quarterbacks that they're going to throw the ball a ton. And they're kind of, it's kind of comes down to a coin flip. They're uh, both have excellent uh, stacking partners. Uh, Obviously Stafford has uh, Odell Beckham and Cooper cup while Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, very similar uh, passing uh, options on both ends. But I'm just going to lean with Matthew Stafford. They're favored. Um, more points are definitely going to align with Matt Stafford and his uh, receiving point, uh, receiving partners. So I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. Uh, but I have no issues falling on Joe Burrow. My only concern with Joe Burrow is the defensive line of the Rams is amazing. And the offensive line of the Bengals is the opposite of amazing. And we're going to see a lot of Von Miller and Aaron Donald up in Joe Burrow's grill um, and knocking out those fresh veneers he's gotten over the past couple of months. I bet an alternate line for this game, Ryan, it is the Rams for six plus sacks. We've already seen Joe Burrow get sacked uh, was nine times against the Titans. And I think we've kind of forgotten about how leaky an offensive line could be because the teams look so good in recent games, but they've had some favorable matchups against weaker pass rushes. I think this could be a disaster of a matchup for, for Joe Burrow and the Bengals offensive line. So I think that is something to keep an eye on. I also have a slight lean towards Matthew Stafford. If you look at our projections, you know, we've got Stafford project for a little bit more fantasy points, not anything really significant. Something else to point out about fan up. Anybody who likes to do the dumb strategy of playing backup quarterbacks in single game contests, we don't even have to consider that here. They've excluded the guys like Brandon Allen and John Wolford from the player pool, which uh, I guess would be nice if there was a couple of people who are like, I'm going to really differentiate by playing quarterbacks who are not starting. No reason to go ahead and do that. Uh, anything else you want to add from the quarterback position? There's only two guys to choose from, so it's hard to find many talking points. Yeah, the quarterback position, and I think where we can get different on a one-game slate is their receiving uh, partners uh, that t- correlate with Matt Stafford. 
Very ironically, both tight ends uh, for these, both Stafford and Burrow, uh, did get injured in the conference championship game. We did get a two-game, two-week uh, rest period with the Pro Bowl in between. But we'll touch on those tight ends. It's a toss-up. It's clearly a coin flip for me. You can go either way, and I have no issues uh, falling on either Burrow or Stafford. But what you do with the receivers and the flex, I think, is where you get different on fan up. Yeah, and I mean, now talking about the running backs, this is another position that's really difficult to, to really differentiate because just some quick math, Ryan, there's two games, uh, two teams, one game. We can only choose, we, we have to choose two running backs. We only have starting running backs to choose from, which are going to be Joe Mixon, Cam Akers. To me, Joe Mixon, it, it's, it's really hard to get away from playing Joe Mixon here. Maybe you could reason to going with like a Sony Michelle over Cam Akers. You know, Akers has had his injury issues this year, torn Achilles early in the year, banged up his shoulder last week. Do you see any reasonable way to make lineups that include running backs other than Mixon or Akers? Uh, maybe Michelle, if you think Michelle gets the goal line work or... Uh, if you think an awful game strict for the Bengals, which can t- uh, totally happen, if uh, you can throw in a Pirine, but the opportunity cost is a little too high. When it's such a uh, filtered out player pool with Mixon, Akers, and Michelle, and you can't really go to them at a, you can't really play one of these guys at flex because that's just going to force you to land on. If, let's say you play Mixon at your flex spot on fan up, and there's a chance that he can just obliterate the slate. But it's more likely than not, you're going to sacrifice a ton of just raw points just go falling on a Akers-Michelle running back lineup or an Akers-Pirine lineup where the raw points seemingly won't really add up to Mixon's production, I don't think. Unless Mixon puts up 50 fantasy points and there's no one else who's within like 30 points of him, which can certainly happen. But that's like a very uh, top 0.1% outcome. So in naturally, just like, building in like an optimal build, it's going to be mixing in acres uh, in terms of a raw points type of situation. Yeah. It's hard to get away from. And then, you know, also it's, if, if we don't want to roster other running backs, it's hard to really reasonable putting one of these guys in the flex spot. Cause like we're talking about with opportunity cost here, let's say Joe mate, Joe Mixon goes out, like you're saying scores a bunch of fantasy points. You have him in the flex spot. Okay. But then like is, Sony Michelle or Samaje Piran likely to put up a game that matches whatever other wide receivers are out there? Not all, all that likely. So best course of action here, I think, is you go with Mixon and Akers at running back. Here's where I think we could kind of start mixing it up. Wide receiver. There's actually a lot of good wide receiver options here to choose from. A lot of pass catching talent on both sides of the game. So this is where I think we could really start to make our lineups look a little bit different from other people's in the field because you can't reasonably do it at running back or at quarterback. But wide receiver, we've got Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, clearly the top two receiving options overall. And before we really start talking about the flex spot, I, I want to ask you, like, how do you compare the top end wide receivers, Cooper Cup versus Jamar Chase? Oh, it's Cooper Cup by a landslide. It's not even very close for me. And I actually think uh, the difference between Chase and Higgins is not that much different. I think we're going to see Jalen Ramsey falling around uh, Jamar Chase a decent amount potentially. And if that's going to happen, if he does follow him around or – uh, and that's going to lead to T. Higgins falling on the right side of the uh, of the offense, where I think he avoids J- uh, Jalen Ramsey. I think T. Higgins is, is going to gear up for an explosion game potentially, just because if Ramsey certainly does limit the opposing receiver. And I just I know Jamar Chase has already built himself as matchup proof. I'm just looking for the path of least resistance, and T. Higgins is certainly a very very good wide receiver, where you can I think little general public build is going to go. 
they're going to have in the combination of flex and receiver cup chase and some other receiver. I don't mind having Cooper cup in the wide receiver and a T Higgins. And I think that alone makes your lineup very different. And the upside is certainly still there. Yeah. And the other thing too, is it's not just T Higgins to consider instead of Jamar chase. Like at some point, Tyler Boyd has to come into the mix too. So Obviously, there's tiers to this. It's to meet Chase one, Higgins two, Tyler Boyd three. But we're thinking of it in the context of a tournament where how many times that is that is the optimal lineup going to be duped in this? A ton, right? <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna see a lot of people throw Cooper Cup in the flex. Then they got you know Jamar Chase in there. So who is the other wide receiver that we're gonna say outside of that tier of the the Higgins, Chase, uh, uh, Cooper Cup? Who's the next guy that you think makes sense is what we'll consider a contrarian play at wide out? It's got to be Tyler Boyd. Uh, he's got the best narrative on the slate. And if you don't know, his uh, recent partner, Anita, Latin superstar, went on the uh, <laughs> Jimmy uh, Kimmel show and made sure he's going to take care of him uh, the night before the Super Bowl. And that's the best narrative there is. And if, for those who don't know who Anita is, better Instagram searcher because uh, Tyler Boyd knows what he's doing uh, if, he, if he got that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push back against that a little bit. Wouldn't the incentive be that he that he does not receive such rewards unless he plays well in the Super Bowl? Because to me, it seems like he's getting it no matter what, right? That's a good point. But I mean, there's no incentive. I can't, I can't imagine better pregame <laughs> workouts than that. I mean, good for Tyler Boy. I'm rooting for him. There is something to be said for locker room morale, and I think I think that is something. Get him in the right mindset for the game. Make him. Uh, you know, make him happy to play and oh, get, him, sure. get him, get him, fo- get him focused on game time. For Let's sure. For <laughs> there on LA and it'll be a good time. But yeah, no, Tyler Boyd. Another thing that might help Tyler Boyd that's going to getting overlooked is, yeah, CJ Ozuma did rip off that knee brace in that Bengals rally. I mean, just to get the crowd ri- hyped up, but he's still wearing a knee brace three games before uh, the Super Bowl. And yes, he's going to be out there to what capacity where... I know uh, Uzoma has uh, become one of Burrow's favorite targets, but it would not shock me if Tyler Boyd gets a few targets his way in um, the, in the time where Uzoma is not on the field. Drew Sample has shown the ability to be on the uh, on the field as a receiving tight end at times, but Tyler Boyd is still a very talented and good NFL wide receiver. Where you're looking for touchdowns, and Tyler Boyd can certainly give you that. Yeah, and then I think somebody else who we should mention, or maybe somebody else who kind of could be reserved for a flex conversation talk, we're going really off the board, but Odell Beckham Jr., if we're just talking about upside, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. has really been involved in the red zone for for the Rams. And, you know, last, or I guess two weeks ago now, but last game we saw him against the 49ers. He was targeted 11 times. He caught nine passes for 113 yards. The first, uh, the, the first game they played in the playoffs, he was targeted eight times. So it seems like there's a lot of workload going to Odell Beckham Jr. Where does he stack up for you relative to the secondary receiving options on the on the Bengals? Even if he, what was Anita was her name? Anita, yeah. Do me a favor, IG search her while I talk about Odell. But uh, Odell is a one, probably my favorite play on the slate. Uh, look, the one thing that's getting overlooked, Van Jefferson is playing through an injury, and it, this is just forced a target tree for Matt Stafford to be. Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. It's not just one and two. It's like a 1A, 1B situation where Odell Beckham has been balling. And you best believe Sean McVay is going to make sure Odell Beckham gets involved in the game plan. And we got to see some Odell Beckham tutty dances in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what Odell is built for. He's built for the bright lights. He's built for touchdowns. I got, I love Odell Beckham in the flex. And if you guys are playing on other sites, captain, MVP, 
Odell Beckham seems like an awesome, awesome low owned option where the upside's there and the volume's certainly there. And I, I think Odell's in store for a big game this weekend in the Super Bowl. But who's his girlfriend, which I think is also now going to be really important. It's almost like, do you remember the, uh, have you seen Moneyball? I have seen Moneyball, yeah. Yeah, Moneyball, there's the scene where they're all, uh, they're, all the scouts are in the room and it's kind of the difference between the older scouts and the newer scouts. And the older guys are like, oh, well, what does his girlfriend look like? The idea being that how, how attractive somebody's girlfriend is is relative to their confidence meter. So we know, that, we know that Tyler Boyd apparently playing with confidence. Is Odo Beckham playing with that same confidence? Yeah, Odell, sure. Beckham, Odell Beckham's on his way to being a new father. I think Lauren Wood is. Oh, uh, my God. He's Literally, doing just like fine him. himself. Yeah, he's doing just fine. Odell Beckham has no issues. He's going to – I hope he sees the end zone. We need a tutty dance from Odell for sure. I like how Ryan is – It's the he's the TMZ of DFS. <laughs> you got to keep your – I mean, I mean, those help. Knowing what, what's happening outside the game does help for narratives and a little psychological analysis uh, can take a long way. And I think we've pretty much talked on all the relevant wide receivers. Could you scroll down a little bit, Jordan? I don't even think there's another. Yeah, those I, are. All I don't think you so. can play Skoranek or uh, Trent Taylor or any of those guys in this type of format. Yeah, not that I think I'd want to be playing them anyway. But let's jump over to the tight end position now. We've filled out a couple of wide receivers. Jordan going really bold and contrarian. I see Jordan's line. Go back to that for a second. Look at this guy. He plugged in Odell Beckham and Tyler Boyd as his wideouts. He was going with he's going with the All Bay team. Look at look at Jordan Klein. All right, That's let's go to guy. these. Shout let's... out producer Jordan. He's <laughs> going to... People don't know Jordan only makes his DFS lineups based on how attractive people's significant others are. The tight end position. I mean, what is there to even say at this point? You know, we talked about this game last week with Terry and. You know, Tyler Higby, he's banged up. CJ Ozoma, he is banged up. I haven't seen any real definitive updates on these guys, but what's your opinion on if they're going to play and if they do play, how effective they could be? Yeah, this is a very tough situation just because we're dealing with uh, like medical injuries and it's not limited play. Uh, if these guys both play, they're both significant injuries. It seemed like now it'd be a lot nicer if both of these guys are out, just clears our mind and gives us a more narrow target tree option. With both these guys playing, I have a tough time going to any one of these in all ride confidence, but you're forced to play one. And honestly, we've seen Kendall Blanton get involved in red zone options uh, throughout the season. He got there in the Tampa Bay game, and he was pretty active last game once Tyler Higby got hurt. Blanton seems to be ready to go. I think it's got to be Blanton just because I think we could see a, a timeshare between Uzoma and Sample. But granted, these guys are going to be jacked up on Tordal, and Tordal can take you a long way. Can take you a long way in the Super Bowl, I'm sure. Plus the adrenaline. So, keep an eye on the news. I still think I, I'm just going to go with Blanton. I've seen red zone options, and if there is some sort of limitation uh, with Uzoma, which I think there certainly will be, it just limits the ceiling between Sample and Uzoma. And I haven't heard any positive news from Tyler Higby yet. But if if we get Higby full go, he's my favorite guy on the uh, tight end slate. Yeah, I mean, as he would be, I assume for most people, he's been the better fantasy producer over over CJ Zoma for basically the entirety of the season. 
And, you know, I think that's another relevant talking point here, but you already answered the question is if, if Higby and Uzoma are both healthy, we'd be going with Higby there. And then if you look at the backup tight ends, Drew Sample last week, he was targeted two times. And keep in mind, Uzoma got hurt very early in that game. Only two targets for Drew Sample. Whereas Kendall Blanton uh, in the last game, after we saw Higby got hurt, he played an actual role in the passing game. He had five targets. He caught all five of them for 57 yards. So to me, it would be Blanton over Sample should both the starting tight ends get ruled out. And there's a part of me that thinks like, oh, can we get really crazy while we transition over to the flex spot here and play one of these tight ends in the flex? Here's the issue then, though, uh, is then that means that we are left with uh, having to play a shitty tight end at the tight end spot that we probably don't want to play. So we're kind of left with this at, at the flex spot. Would you agree with this, Ryan? We, we are kind of forced to play a wide receiver at flex. Correct. Uh, I think that is the best way to approach this sort of contest. And the wide receivers from Cooper Cup, Odell, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd are all viable flex options in this type of situation because it's a one-game slate. Uh, NFL variance is pretty high. Uh, touchdowns matter a lot. And you can pinpoint to any one of those guys, and they can end the game with two touchdowns, and I'll be like, yeah, that can certainly happen. So I think this is where you can differentiate yourself from the field and fall on different uh, receiving options and you pair them up with your quarterback. So let's say Stafford at QB, you can have Odell at the flex or Cooper Cup at the flex. With Burrow at QB, you can have Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins. I think those two differentiate you the field a lot more than playing Jamar Chase in the flex. But what you are, uh, you are definitely uh, uh, sacrificing upside to gain differentiation among the field, which is very valuable on a one game slate, especially in a contest format like this, where there is no salary cap, where people are just going to jam in the best place, which is fine. But I do think the merit of coming first place is extremely valuable. So just because Jordan has built this absolutely crazy lineup as he's, uh, as he's going along with this show and it appears he does not have Cooper cup in there as, as, as wild as we get with some contrarian lineups here, I don't know that fading Cooper Cup is one of the routes I'd feel comfortable going down. Like, I think it's contrarian enough to just play Cooper Cup at, well, now he's got him in there. But I think it's contrarian enough to play Cooper Cup at wide receiver and not at flex. But do you see any reason to just maybe get off Cooper Cup entirely? Really tough for me to get off Cooper Cup entirely. Game in and game out, he might start slow, but he finds his damn way to get in the end zone. 10 catches, 150 yards, a touchdown. Like every game it feels like. He's been that awesome all season long. And the game plan uh, with him, it's like it should go through Cooper Cup. He just schemes the uh, defense so well. Uh, they just set him up for success game in and game out. Where if you want to get a little different on the lineup presented on the uh, on the screen right now, I think where you can just swap Beckham and Cup. And that's another way to just get a little different. And even if you just swap Beckham and Cup, you can mess around with the, the Cincinnati receivers by – just mixing and matching Boyd, Higgins, and Chase, just swapping those guys around. And I think you can cover your grounds really easily if you build multiple lineups on this uh, contest where it does. I think you can cover your grounds between like 10 or 12 lineups and you'll be pretty content with your outcome. You care who your quarterback is relative to your wide receiver that's going to be in the flex spot. Meaning if we're playing Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham in the flex, or compared to, you know, Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd in the flex, are you more apt to play your quarterback with whoever who the with whichever wide receiver is in the flex spot? I think so, just to garner all the upside I can. And then there are fluky things that can happen as well. Like we've seen Odell Beckham throw passes in this game, 
in the league. Uh, he's thrown one in the playoffs in the uh, in the Cardinals game. So there are ways they they can certainly get there without the quarterback not getting there. But in just a following general one game slate stacking purposes and correlation, this seems the best way to ha- approach such slate. All right, that is going to do it for us. That is covering all the players we really have to talk about. Super Bowl, it's one game, and there's not all that many players there. We did it all. Who do you think wins the uh, wins the game? Rams. I, I think I think the defensive line of the Rams is going to present a lot of issues for the Bengals' offensive line. I have actually seen some books have dropped the line to minus three and a half. I think that's pretty uh, pretty interesting to me. But yeah, I think the I, I think the Rams present a lot of issues for the Bengals. So. That's where I'm going with. What is what's going to be your official pick, Ryan? Oh, I think yeah. Sean McVay lost a lot of sleep the last time he was in the Super Bowl when he I think didn't get in the end zone. It was the low scoring game between him and the Pats from three years ago. At this point, I think Rams in a route. I think this game gets really ugly real fast. I think Matt Stafford uh, just lights him up. I I, I could see like a three tutty difference uh, in outcome. I think it's a route. It's I don't think it's a very close matchup. I cannot believe you do not bring Sean McVay's girlfriend into your analysis there. Hey, can't you see the team constructed on the field on, on the show right now? It's all centered around McVay's game plan. Which, once again, Sean McVay, I have it on good word. His girlfriend is going to leave him if the Rams don't win this weekend. Extra motivation for Sean McVay to really game plan properly. Do us a favor, guys. Like this video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Sign up at Phantom for the first time using the promo code Awesomeo. And one more thing. Check out the giveaway we have pinned on our Osmo underscore com on Twitter. We're going to be give, doing a giveaway for a free year Osmo Plus Platinum. All you have to do is reply where you think Joe Burrow or Matthew or Matthew South will have more passing yards. Follow the instructions there. Check that out. Free giveaway. Guys, good luck. Enjoy the Super Bowl.